Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I recorded this segment uh, with Natalie yesterday, and we just talk about the double standards in hip hop, the misogynistic factors, and just certain things that might uh, deter a woman from wanting to be a hip hop fan. Um, I hope you enjoy this. I had a great time speaking to her. Uh, don't forget, I'm I'm going to be plugging uh, her social media account uh, down below and uh, everything that I've been doing. Anyway, thank you for listening. I appreciate it, guys. And yeah, keep rocking in the free world. See you around. All right, all right, all right. Can you hear me? Hear you. Awesome. So um, I'm just going to, you know, introduce the subject and then feel free to introduce yourself again to the people. Um, you know, I re- I'm really happy we, we got the chance to meet up again. And uh, yeah, yeah, let them know you're considering hanging But um, today the topic is going to be misogyny in hip hop. And um, we're also going to be talking about like, it, like, I feel like there's more stipulation and there, there's more I feel like it's more difficult for women to to be hip hop fans or to to stay hip hop fans, and uh, I, mm-hmm. I noticed this pattern. And um, yeah, just feel free to introduce yourself, Natalie, and um, tell everyone like where they can find you, and if you have a, and uh, tell them your website where they can check out your articles. All right, perfect. So my name is Natalie. Um, I am the PR for Federal District Records. I also am a music journalist for the Fresh Vines. Uh, CEO as well. I also do write for a couple other platforms such as Cosmic Magazine, um, Culture Hub, Varsity BPM, and Heritage Hip Hop. And I also do some bookings for artists as well. So that's basically all I do. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Natalie underscore Federal. Alrighty, thank you. And um, let's just get right into it. Um, I want to like just start off and just like beg the question, do you think how much do you think has like changed since like the nineties as far as like uh, the treatment of women in hip hop? Do you think things have gotten better or do you think it it's gotten worse or it's just neutral? What do you think? Well, if we're if we're looking from a standpoint, I feel that in the nineties when it came to women, they were a little bit more respected as of today where, you know, all you hear in music is, oh, you know, women's a whole this. Oh, they should be treated this way because, you know, they aren't looked at as a higher person. They're not looked at as a queen. So I feel like since that time, it has gotten worse in the music industry because nowadays, you know, artists feel so comfortable as to degrade women, whereas in the 90s, it was more so, it wasn't a lot but women had, you know, more values to themselves in music. You know, you didn't hear hip-hop artists, you know, degrading women as much. You actually heard them saying, you know, I want to give her the world or, you know, I want to treat her the way that she needs to be treated. But now, you know, since so many artists have had this pattern of just degrading women, it just keeps on going. And I'm pretty sure it's going to get worse as time passes on as well. It, it's it's really strange because it's like I feel like two ways about it. It's like part part of me feels like in some areas it has gotten better for women, but then 
another side of me feels like in uh, other areas it's gotten worse as far as like exploitation. Mm-hmm. I think the exploitation factor has gotten worse. But I think that one area where things might have improved is I think through the internet there ha- there have been certain female artists and uh, you know journalists. But uh, like for example, Rhapsody. Uh, you know, I think like you know she's a good example of you know a, a good role model in, in, in the music industry as far as hip hop and you know being a female uh, hip hop star. I think like she's a, a good example of that. You know, Nitty Scott. There are a couple of, like really uh, like good examples. But you do make a good point because, like, as far as, like, how men, what is misogyny, like, how men treat women in hip-hop, like, overall, like, there's a huge, like, subsection. I think, like, the most popular subsection in hip-hop right now is, like, trap music. And trap music, of course, like, it, it doesn't, there is more misogyny in that than you would hear in, like, you know, like, the conscious rap that would come out nowadays. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's really sad because we do see all these women, you know, um, you know, succeeding in the music industry during these times. But the way it's looked at is uh, if you are a woman, you have to give out, give out your body because of the music that's going out there. And it's, it's really sad. You don't hear a lot of men just, you know, saying, oh, you know, we need to take our time with these women. You just hear guys just saying, oh, you know, if she does this one thing, that automatically just makes her a hoe. Or, oh, you know, since she's doing a certain thing, which is perceived in the wrong way, that just makes her a hoe, so I'm going to treat her like one. So it's really sad to see that transitioning, um, you know, in the hip-hop industry, I feel. Well, and it's kind of almost junior high. Like, like hip-hop, you can tell how young of a genre it is because it feels really junior high because of, um, you, you know, you just you listen, like, to, to, like, some of the banter, and it's very hypocritical because you have a lot of male rappers who will, like, demean women, call them this and that, and then if they do borderline any of the same shit, it's cool for them. And it's like you look at that kind of, like, double standard, that kind of hypocrisy, and it, it just feels childish at this point. Yes, it, it really does. It's like they haven't been taught to treat women the right way. And, you know, and more so it is a trend nowadays, too. You know, even if they don't perceive it that way, they're doing it because the next person did it just so they can get to the top. And I've actually had some artists do that as well that I've heard of. Truthfully, yeah. And and um, I, I have another question. Have you ever heard of the, what is it, the song State of Grace by uh, Talib Kweli? It came out a while, it came out a while ago, so... If you haven't heard it, it's all good, but are you familiar with it? I'm not. It just came out recently? Uh, It came out, like, years ago. This is why, like, you know, like, it's all good. Like, I think it came out in 2013, so I was, like, six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard it before. Well, it's a bit of an older song, but what I thought was interesting was it chronicles, um, like, a mother and daughter and how, um, the mother was a hip-hop fan, and she grew up playing hip-hop for her daughter. And it talks about how her daughter becomes more strange to hip-hop because of, um, you know, the, the current culture and climate and all of that, and the, just, like, the overall treatment of women in, in the culture. It's very interesting. Hmm. hmm. I have to check that out. That actually sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, you should definitely check it out. But what, what I find uh, very interesting is, you know, in the music video, uh, I mean, in the song, rather, 
you know, there's a reference, you know, like, whereas the daughter, you know, the, she, like, the Taleb raps in the third person perspective, and he's, like, talking about the daughter, and, uh, you know, how the daughter went to go see her favorite rapper, and after, you know, he, she didn't put out, or, like, you know, she didn't give him what he wanted, uh, basically, like, calls, calls her a hoe, and then, like, she leaves, she's angry, she doesn't want to listen to his album anymore, and so her whole entire, like, perception of that artist is shattered. You know, and mm. I, I think I think that that's something that is pretty much all too common too. I've noticed, you know, like like the snake the snake type artists, you know, that are out. Yep. Yep. And I've actually heard stories where you know artists will just be on tour and degrading these women too, even when they're not really looking for it. Kind of like they just trap them into doing it because the woman thinks one thing is going to happen, and not really know the interior motive of the art of artist that's planning all of this. So I think that's really sad that they mislead these women too while they're on tour and, you know, it's just not right for them to do that. Because at the end of the day, who's to say that they won't go after them or, you know, she she's probably suffering from something because of that. But these artists don't think about that because of what they hear nowadays on the radio or on the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there was one, I think the most, there was this one very, uh, I, I know Rick Ross is probably about to drop an album. I'm not going to affect it by saying this, but years ago, do you remember his whole entire line about the, the Molly and the Champagne she didn't even know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember that. Like, I just remember thinking, like, in this day and age, like, can that kind of shit be said? Just wonder, just like, can you still have a career and say some shit like that? Like, exactly. that's just, that's crazy to me. Like, how can that be? Like, because I know... No one can say that. I don't think anyone can say that shit now. Exactly. You know, and... It's just crazy. Oh, no, you, you continue. I was just saying that's just crazy that, you know, this career still going after that, too, because, you know, that's that's basically saying, oh, you know, I do this. Because, you know, some artists actually rap about what they speak of, so who's to say he hasn't done that already? And who's to say he's not still doing that? Hmm. Very true. And, you know, I want to ask, you know, like, do you think like that there, uh, like, have you noticed anything recently, like, like that reinforces, uh, your belief that things, things are getting worse, you know, like it could be in the media, it could be something you dealt with personally, you know, like, is there anything like that just reinforces the whole, your, uh, the, the narrative of, you know, it's like, it's just getting worse per se? I believe so. Um, you know, as far as degrading women, yes. A gun violence, definitely, that's getting worse. Because if you have to think about it this way, there are seven and eight-year-olds out there that are listening to people's music. And, you know, our, you know, kids' brains are really absorbable. So who's to say that they won't go to school either saying that stuff or trying to do that stuff, or that their views won't be altered when they get older and try to, you know, uh, through like future relationships, so I really think it is getting worse. Um, but I'm really hoping that it, it will get better because I still do have hope that it will be. That's the thing, yeah. Like, cause, like this this conversation, like I don't think either of us are giving up hope in any sense. I just think like there is a like there's just patterns that are obvious, you know. Mhm. And and the. Especially, yeah, young minds are very malleable and very, you know, because you know, 
I mean, I remember when the, the cash man side girl did her thing. I, I worked for a school district at the time, and I, would, uh, I was a teacher's assistant. So I was around them. I would work at middle schools, elementary schools, and I would be surprised how much window I would hear from these kids. Like, I would hear cash man outside, how about that? Like, I would hear, like, pop culture references that you would hear amongst adults. So it makes you think, like, these kids are not, like, they're not as, you know, um, shut in as some people might think. Like, they do know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're it's, very it's, aware. And it's going to affect them in the future. The more they hear it, the more it's going to retain to them. And they most likely will do what they hear. I mean, even with video games, it's the same concept. If a kid keeps playing violent video games, who's to say that he won't become violent in the future? You just never know. Yeah, it's a coin flip. You know, a lot of it depends on the household that the child comes from, you know, and because, I mean, like, listen, like, you know, like, like for instance, I mean, I can be hypocritical because, if if you're a kid, and like I'm, I mean, like I'm 21. You know, I I listen to the Slim Shady LP. Slim Shady LP is full of like you know like references to killing people. You know, like sexual like it's 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 Slim Shady. It's like it's like crazy shit that he Eminem is just saying. And you know, I turned out okay. I'm not putting women in my trunk in it, but it's like if there is like someone out there with some like mental mental issues, like someone mentally disturbed, I I could see how certain music could steer in the direction. Exactly. But, the, but the, you I do mean, have a point. Oh, but you were saying, sorry. Oh, I was just saying you have a point. I mean, yeah, because it, it can just go both ways as a whole, but... um. Are there any artists who are who are giving you hope on this front, like male and female, like we're just kind of speaking out at this point? Hmm. Would you say mainstream or would you say underground? Um, both fronts, mainstream and underground. Well, there is one artist from New Jersey that I really have to give props to. His name is Dre Scuff. Um, he actually did release a project um recently, well, not recently, but kind of recently, called Shape Theory, where he takes the role of, you know, a troubled individual and just tries to, you know, preach the truth and tell them the best way to do things instead of the wrong way to do things. So that's someone that I I have hope that will change the music industry if he does make it. Um, I also do have hope in YBN Corday as well. He's he's a main kind of a mainstream artist as well. Um, I really like his new song with Chance the Rapper called Bad Times. It basically was just saying, hey, you know, you'll always have support even when you don't feel like it. So I really have hope for him because not only is he an upcoming mainstream artist, but he's not speaking on things that are as bad as the rest of his peers. He's actually trying to put a message out there that there's more to life than just, you know, drugs or degrading women and et cetera. There's, if you just grind hard and if you focus on what's important, then you will make it in the long run. How about you? Who do you have hope in? Well, um, let's see. As far as I, I can tell, like, optimistic, you know, what what gives me hope? I got to say, uh, I think Rhapsody gives me a lot of hope because was it, had, what, what was her, her album, Layla's Wisdom? Uh, her yep, her Layla's Wisdom. That album, mm-hmm. I think that, that was, Believe like, a it. very creative, yeah, very good creative effort, and Throughout the project, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't, like, I think often too many times I hear, like, 
people will talk about they 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 categorize male male rappers and female rappers differently, and like they'll give them their own list separately. But what I appreciate Rhapsody was she doesn't she doesn't give a shit about that. She doesn't want to be the best female rapper. She wants to be the best rapper, which I appreciate hearing from her. Which like mm-hmm. that just right there says a lot. Mhm. Because like there's there's a starvation mentality, you know. Especially like no offense to Nicki Minaj, I think Nicki Minaj advertises this starvation mentality of, oh, I'm the queen of all this women and I think she introduces this mentality that like, like you can't listen to other women who rap. You can only listen to one. I I don't think that's fair. Like there's too much music. Mhm. And again, when it comes to women, you know the way that she dresses and acts, she makes it. She makes little girls think that that's okay to be. She doesn't really try to teach them that you know this is not the way to go about things. Um, you know, you're supposed to be this way. You're supposed to be who you want to be. It's more so that in the female hip hop industry, the way that they dress are very provocative and talk very provocative. Eventually, you know, little girls gonna hear that, and she might actually act out on that as well so it's like you know we do need more female figures in the game that actually speak on something rather than provocativeness or, or degrading themselves very true you know it, it's it's like the thing it, it's like the it's like you know the balance of things like artistically because like for every you know I, I mean I think that there are going to be more Queen Latifah type artists you know more empowerment type artists and I have seen it there was a article on a hip-hop dx it was a spotlighting this female artist i think she is from new york um i can't remember her name but like she shoot i I had the article pulled up i'm gonna have to put it in the description later to give her credit but um i i think like the that's i think things are are gonna balance out i just think as far as like hip-hop even like the trap scene it's like we're in like such a renaissance of change that i i think like culturally too people are becoming aware even with this area 51 stuff i know this is i know we're talking about like hip-hop but i I just think culturally things are just going to drastically change Mhm. you know that and and that's the truth you know and um you know as as well as like do, do you think like there's ever a like for instance like I've uh, I've talked to certain people, you know, who are fathers, and and uh, I'll ask them like, you know, like, would you play like certain like because they're hip hop heads, like I, I would ask like, would you play like too short in the car with your daughter, and they say no, and like that's you know I, I understand that mentality. Like, do you think if you ever had like a, you know, ever had a daughter, like would would there just be certain music you wouldn't play for them at a certain age? Because I think that's kind of appropriate to do. Like, you know, there's certain rap songs that they probably shouldn't hear at a certain age. Yeah, so I feel like when I do have a child, there will be certain songs that I don't play. The only thing I'm worried about is that they will find it elsewhere. But as long as I do my part, I will make sure that they don't. Because like you said, you know, kids are at a certain age where they don't need to hear certain stuff. And even today on the radio, they play it, but they they don't keep in mind that there are little kids still listening to this because, you know, they might be in the car with their parents and their parents put it on just because they have music on. And then they hear this. Then they go to school and recite it to their friends. So that's that's just one of my biggest concerns. That even if I don't play it for my child, they will find it elsewhere anyway, because of how things are right now in this time of age. 
Do you think it's um, like there's more challenges as a parent doing this? Uh, do you think there's more challenges being a parent and being a hip hop fan? Because like, let's say you love hip hop, but you really don't know how to introduce um, like like um, introduce it to your kid. Like you have to be very picky at first, you know. But like once, like let's say you have a you know, if I had a son, he became 17 or 15. I might I might play you know a more. Uh, like raunchier type hip hop, I might play music with more curse words, more whatever the he- like whatever kind of content. I might play Fifty Cent, you know, instead of you know to live quality, you know, just like little things like that. Like maybe they're ready to hear that. Hmm. Well, I believe that it is somewhat hard to be a parent in this type of age, in the hip- and be a hip hop fan. Because, like I said, you know, music is just getting more degrading towards women. And it's really about just doing research and staying on your P's and Q's when it comes to that. But if it needs be, you can introduce them to something a little bit older or, you know, find an artist that really doesn't degrade women or promote gun violence. Then it's not too hard to become a hip-hop artist. But in this time, it really is because you see more artists you know, being degrading rather than, um, you know, motivational or, you know, more conscious in this time anyway. Very true. You know, you couldn't have, you, you couldn't have been said any better. And that's the thing. It's it's all really just a grand balancing act, you know. But I, th- I think overall, like, like I, I truly believe that I, I believe things are going to get better but I think sometimes, like, like you know, the common phrase, things will get worse first before they get better. But as a whole, I do have a lot of hope. I do think that there are a lot of artists that are uh, are, are coming up. And uh, even on the freshman list, you know, I think Rico Nasty is a great example. Of, uh, you know, like an artist is trying to be an artist and do shit different, you know. And she, I don't think she's concerned with – you You can tell by her attitude, the way she carries. I don't think she's concerned with any of, like, the – you know, um, like expectations of, of you know, uh, mm-hmm. mainstream hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what separates her from most because she she does, does what she does. She separates herself from a lot of mainstream artists, even hip-hop female artists. I don't know a female artist that sings as much as she does in music. I really don't. Yeah, it's it's punk rock, you know what I mean? And that's what people like. People like the, the boundary pushers. Exactly, and she does a really great job at it too. Mhm. And um, let's see. Um, so yeah, just on my side, in conclusion, like I, I do, I am in agreement. Like there is a lot of misogyny in hip hop, and you know, I do think that, like I said, it will be. It's going to clean out more and more as time passes. You know, and I'm. Not, I think this overall, like, I think I just think younger people are becoming more intelligent and. I think maybe just things are just going to be interpreted differently, and I think adjustments will be made, like, as far as, you know, j- just what message that you want to put out. I think that, like, that's going to be happening more. Yes, absolutely. I believe mm-hmm. so, too. Awesome. And uh, is there anything uh, else you want to say uh, to conclude? And, um, oh, and as far as plugs, feel free to plug plug anything you have going on. Well, first off, I want to say thank you so much, Chase, for having me again on the show. It's always a pleasure to speak with you and sit down and talk about these topics that most interviewers don't bring up. So it's really refreshing 
to hear that, you know, that, you know, there's still people out there still doing their research when it comes to the hip-hop industry. So I do want to thank you, and I appreciate all of your hard work. Um, at this time, I actually am about to cover an event in about a couple hours. I'm going all the way to White Plains, New York. It's about an hour drive. Um, but I will be there from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. as of today. It's called the Soul Food Concert. It's by um, it's by the Collective Seven. So that's what I'll be there. There's going to be art, music, poetry, cinema, and, you know, more music as well. Uh, what I'm also working on at this time is just more, um, more coverage for events. I do have a piece that might be coming out next week on this artist named Quote. He is a Haitian dancehall artist for Cosby Magazine. Um, and, yeah, just I'm going to continue pushing content for the Fresh Finds and Culture Hub as well. And that's basically it. Awesome. Well, I, I can't wait like to check out your article when it comes out. I'm always looking for new music to listen to and just – Overall, I'm always trying to build up my own repertoire and playlist. And, yeah, like, I'll make sure to uh, just let me know when the article comes out. I'll make sure uh, to <clears throat> I'll make sure to put a post out. And then um, I'll even uh, tell you what, I'll even leave a – I'll try to leave hey, a link so or description that you're going to be at the festival today. Yes, absolutely. A pleasure, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I, I thank you for like, like, like I said, I don't really feel like that. Like, I think the interview stage, like for me, like I don't really consider these interviews. I just like to keep it conversational. So I appreciate um, you just coming on the show and just being open to work with the topic. That means a lot. Of course, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, have a good day and uh, have a good time at the festival. And um, yeah, be safe out there. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much. I hope you have a blessed day. Take care. Bless up. All right. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.